work hard and you need to try to find players that make the Cleveland Browns win. And that's what it comes down to. I mean, you got to you gotta go through this whole thing. You got to see the movie to the end. Um, Look! No! The cat's what is The cat's What did you do, Ray? Oh, shit. <laughs> Something I loved from my childhood. Something that could never ever possibly destroy us. Mr. Stapop. Nice thinking, Ray. It's Maddie and Patty, coast to coast from Brooklyn. This is Patrick Meneman. To San Francisco, it's Matt Younger. Say hello, Maddie. Patty, what's going on, buddy? Hey, the Cavs are six and one. I'm I'm a happy guy. Feels good, doesn't it? My Sunday was so nice yesterday. Oh, it was beautiful. It was just beautiful. Sun was shining. I had no dark cloud in the horizon, and I had a Cavs game ahead of me. And I was I knew I was going to be able to watch a Cleveland sports team that didn't suck. It was, it was pretty amazing. exciting. Oh, it was amazing. That made my Monday better. I, it made everything better. It made, it made Sunday itself better. It made Monday better. The whole week is better because of this. Think how good that ah. bye week is going to feel. Mm, it's going to be a beautiful thing. Sweet, a beautiful sweet thing. bye week. Best mm. week of the year. Best week of the year, my friend. Welcome. Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Hour with Maddie and Patty. We are two self-aware but unapologetic homers who spend far too much time watching, reading, and thinking about the Cavs, Browns, and Tribe. So if you like the informed, intelligent Cleveland fans' perspective, you've come to the right place. Nice thinking, Ray. Uh, Matty, uh, on a week where we were blessed, not just by a Sunday without a Browns game, as you mentioned, but also by a Sunday with a Cavs game, it, it would be so nice if we could open this podcast with an exclusively optimistic Cavs note. Yeah, aren't we, we're not doing any Browns talk, right? Didn't we talk about that? Uh, I, I'd, like, I'd like to not do any Browns talk, Matty. But, um, oh, we have the, to, huh? The Browns, the Browns still found a way to Browns. Uh, it's pretty not, incredible not, when you think about it that way. It's, it's, that, that's how impressive it was. This is a Sunday they didn't have a game. They played on Thursday night. But, you know, we would have forgotten about it by then. But, Maddie, it was so bad, not just the game, but the other shit that was happening, trying to trade all of our best players away for, yeah, pretty shit deals. Uh, an embarrassing press conference, which we started this podcast off with. Um, you know, like Dr. Ray Stentz in Ghostbusters, um, I'm sure Ray Farmer means well. Uh, you know, when told he must choose the form of our destructor, rather than, not, rather than not think of anything, Ray chooses to think of something positive and comforting from his childhood, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Now, uh, our Ray told us all to have patience, that you know, we're only halfway through the movie. You know, if you stop watching now, you might come away with the impression that the Browns are being crushed by the like, are being crushed like the Upper West Side by a fifty-foot marshmallow monster, and will be summarily destroyed by Goes of the Gersarian. But, but, Maddie, we have not seen the end of this movie, have we? We have not. There's the so Brown, much to happen. The, the Browns. The Browns could decide to risk it all across the streams and show that prehistoric bitch how we do things back in the land. Oh yeah. Or more likely, Doctor Venkman has it right. And Ray has gone bye-bye. 
Yeah. Sadly, I think that's that's what's going to happen. That's 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 maybe what's going on here. Um, you know, I was just thinking about how, how. I mean, I've been pretty down on Mike Fenton for a while this year, right? Uh, for a long while. And I started to kind of turn around on him when I heard Ray Farmer talk. Right. I was like, you know what? Maybe I've been too harsh on Mike Pettin. He's got to work for that asshole. That, 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 not that asshole. That jackass. I mean, it, that was a disaster. That was a State Puff Marshmallow Man stomping on the Upper West Side disaster of a, of a press conference. It's unbelievable that he has that job. It's unbelievable. I mean, you know, it, I think it's crazy that in like the most powerful nation in the world, the most powerful sport that we have, we could find athletes from anywhere. You can't find 32 good quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. How the fuck can you not find 32 good GMs? And this is what we're dealing with. That's even crazier. Yep. Oh I, my it, goodness. Let's, it's not, it's not that surprising to me, honestly, just because you can't really find Like I work in, in, in the media. I gotta tell you, there really aren't that many great, you know, program you know, uh, heads of, uh, of the media company. It, it's, it's a hard fucking job. And this is a hard job too, you know, I, but, well, yeah. sure, but you know, you know what they do with hard jobs. You pay them obscene amounts of money. Right. But it's hard. It's hard to identify the guys who are good at their job. Cause you don't know until they've had a chance to draft. You could talk a big game, but you know, until you get a chance to show yourself, it ain't there. At the same time, though, you'd think you'd see their track record with evaluating talent, you know? Yes. You know, hopefully that's enough. And you mix it with, like, you can kind of tell you, it's easier to tell guys who are good at managing an organization, right? Organizing and delegating personnel uh, uh, to do the jobs for you. And I think that's the problem is that Ray maybe showed some talent at, at, at evaluating players when he was a scout. Um, and right, so, and then they made the mistake of thinking he could do the rest. I mean, also the circumstances of his hiring were terrible. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, this is uh, uh, this is also true. Uh, he earned that job so much as they just fired the guy who was head of him. It was too late to hire anybody else. This is true. This and is they true. had it sort of okay last season last year, and his draft looked sort of okay. And mm-hmm. now here we are. Yeah. Well, so that's why I started the podcast off with uh, nice thinking, Ray, and that's what I'm calling this episode. Um, yeah, it's good. We're gonna hear a lot about race thinking. Let's yes, not we will. Much. Not too much. Well, not too much. Yes. Yeah. Now, Matt, Matt, you you built the rundown this week. Uh, yeah. Change of pace. So either this will finally be a good episode, or or more likely it will totally stink and it's all going to be your fault. I'll get I'll get fired from that job immediately. Probably. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Probably. It'll be more accountability than uh, the Browns ever show. Well, no. Whatever. The Browns fire people left and right. What am I talking about? Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah. Just no plan. Listen to plan exactly. Uh, so tons of Cavs stuff to get to. We're going to talk about this week's games. Uh, they were closer than they should have been, or you know, or just early business as usual stuff. But we're also we'll update the power kill list, then we'll look at the week ahead with another installment of most likely two. But uh, first, Maddie, let's uh, let's do our civic duty. Let's hold our noses. We'll talk about the Browns for a few more minutes here. Ugh, Ugh that's right. Um, hey, Matt, uh, Maddie, did uh, did Bo play? Did he play, my friend? He did? He played. I think he caught a, one or two first down passes. He made it into Terry Pluto's column the next day. Mm, Terry Pluto's column, that's the big time. I know. That's when you know somebody's made it, Patty, when he's in the scribbles. Uh, uh, I mean, asking wh- why he wasn't playing more. Uh, thing he looked like he could give us what Miles Austin gave us last year. That's, that's damning with faint praise. Oh, God. He was in there, though. 
Yeah. It, Looking it, better well, than uh, our boy Taylor Gabriel. Well, Taylor Gabriel just looked – I mean, he's a <laughs> – that was a hot mess. I don't uh, hard on the guy. Root no, for no, because, because also – to play yourself out of the league. Yeah, it is. And it's too bad also because, you know, the only reason he got those opportunities to embarrass himself was because he got fucking open, which is something that Dwayne Bowe can't do. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, Dwayne Bowe wasn't even open on those things. You know, we just got it in there. Um, what's more annoying about the Dwayne Bowe thing is I was, you know, a bunch of national, you know, because it was on national TV, so a bunch of national, you know, uh, uh, pundits. We're saying, boy, how close are the Browns? This guy's not playing. He's a leading leading receiver in the game. It's like, you guys clearly don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Haven't been watching any of the games. Or obviously pay, watching that closely. They weren't that impressive. They look, and they, yeah. it, It's like a child that wanders into the middle of a movie. Yeah, exactly. But Bomani Jones, you might have heard of. He's, he's, he's like, uh, I think, on some of the sports shows occasionally. He tweeted that, that, that out saying, like, you know, it's just – just you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a good question, man. No, no, it's not. No. The one question he had when he stretched for that first down, I mean, it showed some strength, but he just looked old and slow and just kind of heavy. Am I right? You know, the Monty Jones just feel like a thinking man, Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not a lot of thinking, but a, a thinking man's. I I think this calls for us to to um, tweet this podcast at him and say. <laughs> I just called you the stinking man, Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if I can handle that kind of notoriety. Uh, that's a pretty good burn, though, I got to say, uh, having never met him. Per- uh, uh, no, I, but I, it feels like he occupies that niche a lot on those shows. I don't watch him so much, but when I know it's I true. Tune in. Yeah, to, to be so it's you know, to be fair, he's you're, not you're as not, bombastic. He's not bombastic or, or, or completely clueless as Stephen A., but. He has his Not moments. Certainly this was one. The Dwayne yeah. Bowe uh, team savior. Uh, all right, game analysis. This this team sucks, right? Yeah, I don't know how much I, I, I need to talk about the details of this game. We're, just bad. We're bad. Just they're awful. Right? The defense was terrible. I mean, we'll talk about this in one second. From the get-go, just terrible. Yeah, I mean, the offense sh- so sh- showed some life in the first half, and, and maybe Manziel showed us a little something, but the defense is just terrible. And I know it's oh. beat up and whatever else, but – for God's sakes, we've been talking about it all year. That's Petten's calling card. That's where we've made all our investments, the majority of our investments in the draft and free agency. And it, we have not gotten our money's worth, my friend. Uh, Joe, Joe Posnanski uh, has been writing a weekly series. We talk about it every week. Um, it's fantastic. If you guys aren't reading it, you need to look it up and read it and read all the back, uh, back, ish, back columns. He writes one for every week. Uh he nailed the two plays, I think, that summarized how yeah. embarrassingly bad this defense was. Um, on one play, third down, right? A, a key third and eight or something like that. Something like a good situation. Um, game still within reach. Game? Oh, we were within four points of them, right? Uh, I, think it was, I think it was 17-10 at that point. 17-10? All right, well, it was close. The game was totally within reach. Marvin uh, 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 Jones uh, yeah. on the line of scrimmage, right? No one's, co- no one's covering him, but he trips. Thank God. He trips and falls down. We're saying he gets, he gets back up, keeps running. Still no one's covering him. Still nobody's covering this guy. And he gets wide open for a screen pass and takes it for 30 yards. Very next play. A reverse. A reverse that, I mean, he's got, he, uh, Josh Podansky says it hasn't worked since 1929. That's not quite fair. 
it, it, I definitely saw it work in the 80s with the Browns uh, when they were good. Um, but that may have been the last time reverses worked. And it worked so well that the quarterback was blocking and had no one to block because the whole team was still chasing the yeah. first running back. I mean, this is like, this is like uh, Tecmo Super Bowl when you, when you pick the wrong play. Yeah. And Bo Jackson's on the other team. <laughs> you know, you're it, a perfectly opposite pick play, and it just like was just, just destruction. Just and that game had the awful. feel of inevitability to it, mm-hmm. like so many of the games this year, right? Like the other yeah. team's just going to – I mean, it's a little bit of the reverse of the Cavs. Right? Yeah. Like, the other team is just better. They yeah. can screw around with us for a little bit, mm-hmm. not take us seriously. But eventually they'll think, all right, we got to dispatch mm-hmm. with this team. And they, yeah. and they did. So let's um, – I don't want to talk too much more about that. What about the, the, the interesting thing from the game, which was Johnny Football looking – somewhat respectable. Poznanski was harsh on his second half, which wasn't great, but I also don't know that that was entirely his fault. I saw him throw a couple really nice balls. Uh, mm-hmm. Gabriel dropped, but I think the offensive line disintegrated around him a couple times. Pat, he has has to start the rest of the games this year, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it comes down to, you know, Pat McManaman, my, my namesake, not to be confused with me, uh, uh, had a nice column on ESPN pointing out that um, – the only reason to start uh, uh, Josh McCown the rest of this year is if they're playing, is if they're coaching for their jobs. Yep. That's and, it. And that's, 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 that's an indictment of Haslam, right? Um, it's an indictment of the entire organization. Entire I mean, organization. We'll get into yeah. this. This is, this is the, what's screwed up about this team in a nutshell, what's happening right now. Yeah. You can't, you can't blame. With this issue. Yeah, exactly. You can't blame Petten for starting McCown, who clearly gives them the better chance to win, without a doubt. I agree. He clearly gives them a chance to win right now uh, than Manziel. But he, there's no future with McCown. Uh, this is a lost season. Like, you've you got to call it now. We're, already, we're, we're two and what? Two and six, two and seven. I can't remember anymore. Two and seven now. Two and seven. Right? Yeah, we haven't had a bye. Two and seven. It's, it's done. We're not running the table. We're not fucking running the table. Just stop. Stop. <laughs> it's over. Uh, let it go. We've got, uh, uh, you know, a, a near half a football season left to play. Let's craft an offense and see how it works around Johnny Manziel. There's, there's no other point. The only reason, that, you know, that we don't do that is because uh, uh, Haslam's, you know, going to fire him in a year. And, and there's no awesome. organizational pl- – I mean, think about all, this, all the stuff that this means. All the talk about coming into the year and last year that Farmer and Petten were on the same page, playing from the same book, on the same team, in lockstep. There's no way that can be true. Yeah. No, There's just have- no way on this issue. You have to have a plan organizationally, be able to see it through, and then deal with the other the other issues. That's what Poznanski's column really gets into, right, is that we do not have that organizationally. Mm-hmm. We, we try something, we give up on it immediately and move on. And I think this will get into the crux of uh, maybe some disagreement that you and I have, Pat. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. That's true. But, but before we leave Johnny football, so, you know, one of the big things, that, you know, Joe, Joe was harsh on him because he was, you know, great in the first half, scrambling outside the pocket, you know, had those great throws for – like, sorry, that great throw for a touchdown. Um, and, uh, you know, at halftime, you know, uh, uh, Petten was talking about how he has to calm down and stay in the pocket and make throws. But Marvin Lewis said the one problem they had was to keep Johnny in the pocket. And yeah. he was like, this is the rare occasion. You have two coaches in agreement, which means one of them is spectacularly wrong. Uh, and that guy's petting in this case. And, you know, I, this, to a certain extent, that's true. But 
you know, in terms of the uh, of the immediate game and winning, yeah, probably. You know, you're gonna get if if Johnny gets out of the pocket more, great. Um, but you know, I gotta think in some sense, you know, uh, Petten is thinking long term because you can't have your entire game out of the pocket. That's not how quarterbacking works. You, you can't run bootlegs every single play; they'll destroy you. It's very it's a very easy, simple way to you know stop a quarterback from making plays. It has to be part of the arsenal for sure, but for that for that part of the arsenal to be devastating and dangerous, you have to be effective as a pocket passer, and that's what they're focusing on. And frankly, I think the biggest uh, uh, extent of his improvement has been the fact that he's been a better pocket passer, which then uh, allows him to make plays when he get, when he does get out of the pocket. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like Petten wasn't really wrong there. I, don't, I feel like neither coach was wrong about. It means that. You, they were just saying slightly different things. Yes, exactly. I think I think they were saying different things, and I think what they've done with Manziel is commendable, um, and it makes you think. Yeah, I want to see how he plays the rest of the year. Give him a whole, you know, half a season to get better at the pocket game. It it's unconscionable at, for it not to happen. No, it's just stupid. We we wasted the first round pick on two guys now. One of whom is, is completely worthless. And the other one should be, should be – we should be playing Gilbert too, by the way. Yeah, that's true. But whatever. I don't give a shit. He's terrible and he's not going to get any better. I, 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 he, he's lost. Uh, but I agree. We got, we, this is the point. Like last year, Joe Thomas, the guys were upset when we put Johnny Manziel in because we were giving up the season and it was still close. That, that was a good point. We were 7-4. and four, what, By the time that happened, we were what, 7-7, seven and 7-6? Seven, seven and yeah. six? You know, yeah, I agree. That's the wrong time to be giving up. And, you know, maybe I had a different take at the time. But looking back, that was, yeah, that's one where you stick with the guy. Stick with the hot hand. But now, twin seven, just fucking, come on, guys. Just It's time. Play, play the kids, see what we got, and, and, and move over and move on to next year, right? No, there's, there is no question about it in my mind. It's not – it shouldn't be a, a topic of conversation. And it is the, the example right now of how broke this organization is. Yeah. Now, now, moving on to the other uh, Poznanski paradox, um, he, he points out he, the theme in his pieces is continuity is key, right? You know, the, the, you know uh, Marvin Lewis has been with the Bengals for, you know, God, 13 years since 02? Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the guys, uh, you know, Mike Andrew Kanich, actually, uh, one of our friends, you, who gave me a hard time on Facebook uh, about saying the Bengals were a model for why you don't fire Pettin. Um Man, everyone was saying uh, uh, Marvin Lewis should be fired, especially in Cincinnati. Like for years, I know years. plenty of Bengals fans who wanted him gone. Yeah. So you know, so please, please drop the smugness with the you know, oh, you should have followed our model. You guys are lucky you have a fucking crazy old school owner who is normally terrible. Yes. <laughs> Mike Brown has done mostly terrible things. He happened to be terrible in the right way this one time. It's the whole you know, broken watch is right twice a night. You know, that's that's all this is. Um, you know, but good for them. Uh, uh, but I, the problem is continuity doesn't work if you have the wrong fucking guy. Right, and that's the. I mean, we, this is so the, the theme with the Browns week to week for us. Right? Is mm-hmm. do we do we think we have the right guy or not? Yep. And you you um, you increasingly think no. I increasingly I don't know increasingly. I think I continue to say without a, a demonstrably better option out there, and and with the belief that coaches can improve in the same way players can improve. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I stick with them, and I think there are benefits to that. Um, counterpoints. Sean Payton might be available, I hear. I mean, Sean Payton might not be employed by another NFL team at the end of this year. Available to the Browns is a very different matter. 
there's no chance it's coming to Cleveland. <laughs> it was sort of facetious. But, but, the, but the news is that uh, uh, if he loses the GM, I think, or whatever, he has an opt-out in, in his clause. And right. he probably will opt out uh, and go somewhere else, blah, 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 blah. But this, this is not going to be that place. No, go to no. New York when the Giants fire Coughlin or, you know, wherever. There's exactly. a, million, a exactly. million better options for a coach that's good. Exactly. And to come but, to this mess. But two, here's, here's what I put forward. It's not about Petten. It's about Ray Farmer. You keep, if you want to keep Petten, you have to keep Ray Farmer. Let's be honest about this. No new GM is gonna is gonna be you know happy with you know inheriting a coach. It never happens that way. Um, it'll be almost worse than the you know the the shotgun marriage with Ray and Penton. That's true. That is a that is a wrinkle that is troubling. So so don't just do it on Penton. It's on Ray. You, you trust Ray to do another draft? No. If you're making me do that, then that's not. I don't like that. That's why we have to blow it up. It sucks. And here's and here's here's the bottom line. Here's why we have to play Justin Gilbert and uh, um, Johnny Manziel. You know, I'm sorry, guys, if it's. I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm addressing the Browns starters and the guys who've been there for a long time, like uh, Gilbert. That's like <laughs> Gilbert, Jesus, <laughs> Joe Hayden, and uh, uh, you know Joe Thomas and all those guys. Uh, it's got to happen because the only chance we have to get better in the long term is to get a top two draft pick. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, our friend Deming, I, you know, Deming uh, uh, made this point a while ago. The only thing now that can attract a decent uh, top line GM is the prospect of having the, you know, the top pick in the draft. Yep. Um, to be able I to think that's your... what the rest of the year is going to be for us, Pat. Is, yep. is number one tank. draft watch. Yep, tanking. It's it's top. It's break up the tank. Yep. The tank good news watch. is we have a tough schedule the rest of the way. <laughs> that's right we do have one soft spot against the 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 niners but we'll have to see i don't know niners just beat the falcons yesterday oh that's right Jeez. Well, the, Fal- the falcons and this is a funny thing because we were talking earlier about about how awesome um uh, uh mike shanahan must be given how good the browns offense was with him and now how good the uh, falcons offense is the falcons are following a similar pattern the browns yeah. did Starting out real hot and just falling off a cliff. Um, so maybe actually it isn't so hot. We'll see. Um, all right, before we move on, uh, the Joe Thomas trade that almost happened. Um, I mean, obviously super glad it didn't happen. Uh, but was the supposed deal any good in your opinion? So it was, it was to Denver for – and I saw a couple mutations of this. But yeah. first round pick this year – I think initially we wanted their first round pick the next year. They said no to that. Then it was going to be like their first and second for Joe Thomas and our third. I didn't like them. If we, if you could have gotten me two first round picks, I might've, I might've started thinking about holding my nose and doing it, but yeah, no, there, there were a couple was thrown of, in our a third round. I didn't like, them. no, there was a, there was a couple, the one that I saw that I thought was the one that they were talking about was the first rounder next year. And one of their linebackers, not Von Miller, obviously, um, but one of their other linebackers that somebody was loosely throwing around that the ball, you know, Ravens thought was the next coming of uh, Ray Lewis, which is really shocking. I don't know why we'd want a guy who's about to murder somebody, but um, mm. I mean, I guess I guess he'd be good at football, but you know, also good at murdering and getting away with it. Um, what I mean, so I, but the thing is, I don't remember. I, I didn't recognize either of the names. I'm sure they're good players, but I don't watch the Broncos on a daily basis, and I, you know, to have some 
some linebacker, some promising young linebacker in the first round for Joe Thomas, I, you know, I mean, that, that linebacker would have to turn out to be fucking awesome right. for that to work out because you know we're going to blow that first round pick. Right. It's going to be a late first rounder. It's a late first rounder, too. So, so the first rounder, for sure, is hell is not going to get value from Joe Thomas. It just, no. I'm just – that didn't happen. I, I don't think it was actually that close. I've heard, I've heard a talk of it being, um, oh, they had it made, but they didn't get the paperwork in time, or, or they – You heard that? Oh. oh, God, yeah. No, there was a lot of, like, laughing, you know, uh, like, how bad are the Browns that – they, they saved themselves from a terrible trade by being so awful. Like, that's the only thing that saved them was they were just so stupid they couldn't finish the trade. I think that was more, you know, that, that's just shit that sounds like a good, good story. It's not actually Yeah, happening. I agree. Yeah. Uh, it, it, so. I'm, I'm glad it didn't happen. Oh, God. It's just fucking, what a joke. Um, this fucking team. This is enough, Bronze. I, I, had it, I, I was Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to. I was going well, to go play ahead. a game with you, Patty. We, I'm not, we're not going to play because we spent too much time and it didn't quite work out the way I wanted. But what I was going to do is take quotes <laughs> from Ray Farmer's press conference and then try to do <laughs> one of those. It's like, <laughs> is this Ray Farmer or – I, I, I was going through and I just couldn't find a really good comp of what else it could uh, – what it could be. It's just so dumb. Do, 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 do you have one, do you have one a sample we could play with to see if it worked? Um. Yeah, hold on. I'm, I'm leafing through it right now. Right. <laughs> Let's try one. <laughs> that's a, a that's a that's a pretty good idea. The questions that get asked in any conversation are strategic. <laughs> what the hell does that? Is that I I that I sure that's not George Bush. George right? W. Bush. You sure? That's what I should have done is George, George like, W. Bush yeah. press conferences and Ray Farmer yeah. press conferences. Maybe I'll play around with that next week. I don't want to talk more about the Browns, though. It's already uh, – no. or, 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 or Nick Lelouch quote from, uh, from oh, uh, yeah. Bull Durham. <laughs> you win some, you lose some, and sometimes it rains. Think about that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Maddie. <laughs> Let's talk about more fun stuff. Yes, yes. you start us off in the cash, Maddie. So, so, Patty, last week you introduced a new feature. Mm-hmm. Yes. Called Becca's Ballin'. Becca's, Becca's Ballin'. Um, you, uh, you also really, I, I felt, exaggerated her basketball knowledge and prowess, but perhaps not. We're going to find that out over the season. So I'm curious what her takes this week are. Is it Kevin Lott? Love is so hot. Patty, can you please <laughs> grow a mustache for me? Can you start wearing a hairband like a European? Uh, what you got for us this week? Interesting you say that. Um, well, first of all, you know, maybe, maybe my, it was too overly harsh on, on uh, Terry Pluto to compare her knowledge to Terry Pluto. Uh, but I thought she had some good takes last week. I thought, uh, I thought those were legit. I was, they're not terrible. I think they might have been seeded by you maybe, but we'll see what happens. No, no, no. But that's the best part. They weren't at all. Uh, I mean, I, mean I, I happen to share two of them. That's why, you know, of course, I'm generally impressed by someone's knowledge or something if they happen to agree with me. Yeah, so. they, that's true. That goes a long way with you. <laughs> it goes a very long way with me. Uh, uh, to begin with, uh, uh, no, Matt, Becca is very much not a fan of Kevin Love's mustache. Whoa. She saw it the other day. You know, I was I knew about it because of the costume and you know the November stuff. The guys were growing their mustaches for the November uh, charity that benefits prostate cancer awareness. Uh, Becca looked at us and said, "Ah, 
what the fuck is that? She got really pissed when she saw it. And this is look of disgust over her face. Um, she, uh, she, she, so I asked her before the, the podcast because I said, oh, shit, Becca, we're going to do Becca's following. Uh, 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 do you have any observations? She really didn't have something. She kind of had to force them up because she wasn't paying that close attention this week because the games weren't that, you know, they were, they were bad teams. So she was, you know, show games, you know. Um, she said that, uh, one, she thinks that Kevin Love is, is trying to undercut his handsomeness with the goofy look. Oh, that does sound like a take she would have. Yeah. This, this one's real. It also sounds like Kevin Love. Um, He's trying also, to under, this is this is that's like a humble brag. Yeah, yeah. Trying to not be so handsome. So <laughs> not to be so handsome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just trying to look goofy on purpose. Yeah, that's what happened. You know, I, I, do we know anything about Kevin Love's like love life? He's not married, right? No, he's dating an actress. Okay, they, like maybe, she was maybe. Saying, I can't remember her name. She was on the final season of The Office. She's in something else. Maybe, maybe he's trying not to be so handsome on the road. Just, you know, to not to draw too much attention oh, and to keep himself too much. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what he's doing. Perhaps. That's, that's what we were uh, speculating. Um, but uh, let's see. Uh, she also tells me that I, I warned that we might be 0-3 for the first couple of games, but she thinks we're really hitting our stride as a unified team. Hmm. And I, I think there's something to that. I mean, we were very uh, pessimistic. We, we, first week, we guessed 1-2, and two, right? And we yep. wound up 2-1. and one. Yep. So, I think we both last said 3-1 last week, and we were 4-0. So clearly we're underestimating. We're doing really well. We're being cautious. Um, yeah, we're being cautious optimistic. And, you know, it, 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 we could have lost a few of those games. Um, well, no, not really. We like, Only the uh, game against the Pacers was close, really. Yeah. Um, but uh, lastly, she says that LeBron's tattoos really do not translate well to HD. Hmm. I... I know. Her whole point is it just looks blurry. It's a bunch of blurry. Ink. I don't know. I've been looking at those tattoos for so long. I don't know if I... I. I can see them with my eyes closed. It's true. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So um, th- that 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 spec is ball a little bit uh, reduced this week. Um, okay. Um, well, tell her to is. tell her to hit the books next week. I want some better stuff. <laughs> Ouch! Ouch! Uh, Maddie, are, are you concerned? That... <laughs> We'll work on that. We'll work on that. Uh, I, I should look what, what games we have if we have any uh, games that she'll watch. But uh, are you concerned about uh, the play this week? I mean, yeah, we, we won all our games. Four wins this week. That's awesome. But three of them were against teams that, as you put it, stink on ice. Yeah. Uh, and none of them were as easy as they should have been. Matt, Maddie, I, I don't know if you've heard this. I don't know if you're aware but there is this team. I think they're in your neighborhood called the Golden State Warriors. Yes, the Dubs. A- they call appar- appar- apparently, like they've already won the championship, and they're um, just everything that's beautiful and light with the world. They're so awe-inspiring that all you know, I, I, they they are doing what the Cavs should be doing, is what I'm told. So, uh, how do you feel? Are you are you concerned? I am um, concerned, and I don't think I should be. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah, like my gut level instinct is to be a little worried because I don't. I didn't think the Cavs played especially. Mm -hmm. They did not play well this week. They played very crappy for large portions of games. Um, Most of the first they've done in in week one. I think their week one schedule doesn't look as daunting. Now is it they did then with with the Grizzlies playing pretty horribly, the mm-hmm. Bulls not being 
that good. Uh, so very good at all. Although the Bulls blew out the Sixers in Philly tonight. Uh, and even the Heat, you know, the Heat mm. are still figuring their stuff out. So I don't, I don't know that any of those wins or that loss right. look so amazing or anything now. Um, so I, a little, but I think ultimately their voice in the back of my head says, I don't think they got up for any of those games. I think they rightly disrespect the, the Sixers and the Knicks. Yep. Um, they're still missing three of their top four backcourt players. Mm-hmm. Three of their top three backcourt players, depending on how you feel about J.R. Smith. Um, yeah, he's top three. The season, they haven't figured – you know, I, I think all of that holds true. So I – in an ideal world, I'd like them to be blowing people out, but I also am one for – not a quick start, and we know, and this team knows that it's so much more important how they finish than how they start. So, I'm yeah. happy to get the wins and bank them, and worry about crappy play in in uh, April. Yeah, I mean, this team is equipped to blow, be blowing out all these teams, um, but uh, you know, we we are still missing um, a lot of key players. I mean, and we didn't shoot great either. That's the other thing. We're we're yes. getting a lot of open threes, wide open threes, and missing exactly. That doesn't worry me so much with these guys. No, I agree. I, I, I'm not too worried about these guys. They, um, I, 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 there's more to be encouraged about watching this team versus last year. So, so much more. I mean, this is, that's, a, that's the mistake we made, Pat, in, in being nervous about the start of the season. What mm-hmm. mistake? I don't know. You know, we were worried about that. Um, one, this team had a year together last year. That matters. Two, the improvements we made are very real. Yep. Jettison. I mean – Perkins and Haywood and, and Miller and Marion for the guys that we have in now, inclusive of, of Cunningham, which we'll talk about in a little bit, is a huge difference. I mean, here's, here's, here's what's bad. Actually, the interesting thing about it, this just occurred to me, is that, like, last year the biggest problem was not so much the offense, which was kind of, like, rough around the edges and, and not pretty and a lot of ISOs, but we had so much talent that we still were scoring a ton of bat. We were, we were still, like, top in the league with offense. It was our defense that was a disaster. Right now, uh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, anyway, I'm losing my point already. But I was going to say that no. Uh, uh, this year, our offense is so much better than it ever was last year without Kyrie Irving. The passing is, is beautiful and crisp. Um, but once again, it's the defense that is the problem. Yeah. Uh, our defense, it, we're missing some key players. Like Kyrie Irving known as a great defender, but uh, you know he's better than Mo Williams. Uh, he was last year, at least. He worked his way up to that, um, and he had some great moments. Uh, Shump, obviously, is a huge, good defensive presence on the on the perimeter. Uh, you know, JR, when he's not playing like an idiot, is is important, and he's not even out there right now. Um, so, I, you know, and when I see us struggling against bad teams, it's mostly because we're not playing really good defense. We're letting them get a lot of post position deep before the ball even gets in there. Yeah, one thing I've seen a lot of, and it was nice. I was listening to you know uh, Papa Carr and um, Fred McLeod, and they were reiterating what they hear uh, Coach Blatt say a lot, which is something along the lines of, you know, you've got to work before the ball gets there. Like that's where the work is done. Yeah, you, know, you, 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 you it's not about doing the work once they get the ball. You need to fight to keep them out of that position. That's where all the work has to happen. Once the ball's there, th- that's just the finish. All yep. the work has to happen before that. And they haven't been doing it. I mean, the Pacers were eating us alive on the boards, uh, in the post, um, and they shouldn't. You know, they have some big guys, but they don't really, they're not going to be a great rebounding team like they were in the past. 
And I will talk about that. I'm I'm yeah. sort of bullish on the Pacers. Oh, I am too. But like, I feel like we let ourselves get bullied around. Now, maybe that's because they're they're that good and they can bully us around. But they really push us around. They part of it is too a lot. Part of it is effort on our end. I think part of it is I I need Mozgov to be a better rebounder than he is. He doesn't. He still doesn't seem right. Um, as a defensive presence. Yeah, uh, I think he's still feeling out his knee. Um, although there was one nice thing we saw in Moscow. How about that, buddy? Beautiful, smooth. Now, what I did not uh, like. What I did not like was I think the play before the half when they like that's what they went to was a Mozgov three from the corner. Yeah, it's like that can happen once this year. I don't need him shooting another one. Mm-hmm. Outside well, of him getting caught outside the arc with the shot clock about to expire, which should never happen because he should be down by the basket in that situation anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I, once was enough. I, this is not going to turn into a Z situation, I don't think. With it. I was just about to say that. That was the thing we started doing with Z uh, in his last year, right? We started trying to kick him out to the uh, corner yep. for uh, slip-out threes. I don't know. I, I, I'd rather he start being able to hit the 12-15-foot shot consistently before we bump him out all the way. His no, I, here's where I disagree. I don't want him. He's got decent form on it. Um, I, I, here's what I think. I, I like think he's jump shot better right now, Pat. How about that? Who? TT's, TT's looking great, by the way. But hold on. But let, 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 hear me out. I, All right. I, but this is good. You're going someplace I don't like, Pat. But keep going. I'm going someplace you don't like. I, I, don't, I don't see what, I, what they see in practice, okay? So, so, that, so that caveat out there. I'm assuming they're seeing something that in practice he actually has a nice stroke and is hitting – you know, practice threes at like a 40 or 50% clip or something like that. Or I don't know, whatever, whatever it might be in practice. Right. I mean, I, I, guys can hit threes. Like what's the name of uh, uh, Chris Humphreys was hitting threes in practice, whatever, but he's not a three point. So the game is obviously very different, but let's say he's hitting a lot in his practice routine. I can see them giving him that shot for one specific shot. Like they say, they say, you know, Mozzie, you're going to take 100 shots from here at corner and just watch his progress. If he keeps hitting those, hitting those, it's just that one little play that pops out at random. Not every game, but every two or three games, we just pop that out there for like a random three. If that adds up to like, you know, high 30s percentage, it's a great fucking play. That's what I say. All right, fine. I'll watch for that. I, I, I don't, don't want, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't want them, I don't. I do not want him trying to develop a 10 to 12 footer because I don't want him settling for that shot. His, that's not his game. We have too many weapons on this, on, on this team for him to be shooting that shot unless he's going to hit it more, more frequently. Verja, happy for him to shoot that. Uh, uh, TT as, a, as an escape valve, fine. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is that like one of our big men outside of love to be able to hit that? And we'll get to Andy next, maybe. Yeah, yeah let's get to him now. Increasingly looking like Andy, that might not be Andy this year. Well, I, I don't want to keep talking. <laughs> what am I kidding? So, of course I do. Uh, <laughs> but let me give my thoughts real quick, and then I'll let you run with it. Um, I, I think a lot of this is about matches. The one thing he's really lost a lot of his uh, step on is on defense. Uh, his speed isn't there. Um, he's got good offensive rebounding, but he's mostly an offensive player now, which is a weird reverse. Um, you know, maybe he's getting back in the game. She won't see the same criticism which doesn't mean that he's a liability. I mean, God, Cavs Twitter is so fucking quick. When I say Cavs Twitter, I mostly mean WFNY and, and Cavs the blog. Cavs the blog, sorry. Uh, um, Fear, the uh, Fear the sword. 
have the blog is, is, is you know, the, the, the Tom Pestak and, and guys like that, they're usually a little more um, respectful of, of Andy's uh, tenure. But, man, they dump on him so quick. If he's having a bad game or getting beat up on defense, they just like it's like he's you know they talk about like he's Perkins, yeah, uh, which is bullshit. Which is bullshit. He was never as bad as Perkins in any stretch of the imagination on defense or offense. Perkins is awful and worthless on the court, except for you know beating up Jay Crowder. Yeah, um, good at that. But Andy, yeah, Andy has lost steps. So I think the point is that Andy can get matched up out of games. And that's why he got some, a couple of uh, uh, DMP coaches' decisions. Do you think right. the Pacers was a weird one for him to get matched up out of, though? I guess it was because those guys are big, maybe, but they're also really fast and athletic, too, right? They're really young and fast. They aren't, like, big plundering guys. Like, you know. Yeah, I don't want them on Miles Turner. I'm with you there. No. Gordon Hill I, scares me less. Yes. No, he's pretty quick, though. Like, Zaza Petulia, yeah, put him on him. Uh, uh, Marcin Gautat, yes, put him on him. You know, like, there's, there's certain guys that, like, I, I'm fine with Andy being out there and holding his own against. So I think it's a matchup thing. Um, so you will see him a lot, but you're right. He's not going to be out there every single game. And there might be series where he's mashed out entirely, you know, unless it's foul trouble. I guess the other thing to think about there, too, is they might just be trying to save uh, save him, too. His legs. That's also possible. Right? If they um, think he's got 50 games in him this year or something like that, they'll be thoughtful about how how and when they deploy him. Exactly. And, and I feel like Andy is going to surprise all, you know, the, uh, the you know, Cavs Twitter the way that um, uh, Delhi surprised them in the playoffs. Because, I mean, I mean uh, another guy that Cavs Twitter was, like, incredibly, like, hostile – uh, uh, about early in the season last year was Delhi. Oh yeah, almost, uh, I mean, c- you know, continually. The, uh, there were a few people like me and, and and others that were kind of like almost ironically supporting him. Like, I know he's terrible, but I kind of like him, uh, which is sort of my attitude for about early in the year. I was like, you know what? There might be. I, I, a lot of people kept saying he's the kind of guy that's going to start like come out of nowhere and be useful in the playoffs, right? Even though he's objectively terrible, right? Because <laughs> he was last year. He's objectively terrible. I remember watching. <laughs> Iguodala or something like that, drive past him, and he literally dove to try and, like, keep up with him. It was, was terribly embarrassing. Um, but he came around and, and figured shit out in the, in the system. And I just feel like, you know, like, Andy's got too much talent to not be useful and not be able to not be terrible on defense. And that's all we really need from him these days. We don't need him to be the defensive, you know. He was never that great at defense. That was kind of a, a – Oh, he was pretty good at defense, man. He was okay. I think he, he was – his defense – was, was overrated. Okay. That sounds like you think he was average. I think he was better than average. If I'm just restricting him to his defense, Maddie, just I defense. think just defense, he was average. What made him maybe above average was his ability to um, chase out on those hedges, right? He was yeah, one of those two guys that, that chased out above average. average. No, fair enough. Defense. Fair enough. But the above average is the best I want to say about him. Because he couldn't, once he got in the post, couldn't hold, he was not that good. He's not a great one-on-one post defender against the beasts out there, right? You're not putting or, one-on-one against uh, any guy who, cousins as I watch Boogie play right now. Yeah, but uh, great help defender. Pat, do you forget all the charges he used to take? No, he does. He took a lot of charges. That was. Do you forget about those times? No, I don't forget about those. Are times. Are you forgetting about the good times with Andy Pat? Is that what's happening? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm forgetting a little bit. Um, that's true. Um, no, I. I I'm trying to be realistic, Maddie, about about because what, what what most of his value is. Yeah, you're right. Uh, the, the charges I differ. I did. I didn't neglect to include that in my defensive rating in my mind. Most of it is the offensive rebounding, the rebounding in general, which is part of defense, defensive rebounding, sure. But like his, part. 
greatest value, his greatest value was, uh, to me, offensive rebounding, uh, pick and roll savvy around the rims, like just completely invaluable. Um, and he could hold his own on defense and occasionally be, occasionally be a plus guy, right? So I think he was a plus guy on defense. He was not the greatest one-on-one post defender against certain quality offensive big men. That was you're right. Ability, you're right. You know what? That you was know, more than what? made up for by his positive qualities. You know what? I'm, I'm taking it back. I, I'm letting Cavs Twitter infect, infect my my opinions. Yeah. It's, 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 this happens. This happens. You know. You know. I've grown soft. I've, I've grown soft as a libertarian. You know, uh, uh, working at post, even though I'm still libertarian, I'm a little soft on the edges because just, just just being surrounded by constantly surrounded by nonsense constantly. You just get soft, Maddie. I'm glad to bring you back. Uh, thank you. Thank you for setting me straight. Um, yes, he was plus defender. Um, but now, you know, what, we just need to be average, right? Yeah. If he's, yeah, if he's average, right. he's a huge help. Yep. Change of pace against the right team in the right place. I think that's, that's where we mm-hmm. see him. I don't think it's a sign of anything. Else. I, don't th- I don't think he's going to get the Sean Marion treatment for the rest of the year, for instance. No, I don't think so. I, I think that Blatt loves him too much um, um, in terms of what he's put in and, and, and how much he speaks up for him. Um, I'd be surprised if, if he gets – I mean, I, I, I think you're right. If anything, Blatt's going to find reasons not to play him. Yeah. Um, just to give him rest. You know, it'll get him in there if he's been sitting, you know, quietly. But, you know. Um, Patty, how have you felt about uh, Kevin's love – Kevin Love's play this week? What do you think? I, I, I've been loving it, uh, except for, you know, his shot being a little bit off. Uh, I feel like, you know, it's been frustrating. I'm like, damn, he's like, he used to hit more threes than this, right? Or, he, he, better percentage. Um, it's a great piece um, by Jason Lloyd. Yes, and his, well, his, his final thoughts. His final thoughts um, about how love was kind of, you know, kind of rough early in the first half. He hit like – he was two of six, I think, and almost all of those shots were from three-point range. It was like a flashback to last year. A lot of jump sh- – yeah, jump shots – or three pointers. Yeah, jump shots or three pointers. They're all they're all yeah, average distance was like fifteen to seventeen feet or something like yep. that. Uh, and LeBron came up and approached him and said, "Hey, man, your, your energy is too low on offense. Like, don't don't worry about the, your defense is great. You're doing good there, but like that's that's not where we need you. We need you to get your energy up on offense." And then you know, Love apparently said back to him, "He's like, you know what, man? I just I need to get in the post more. I just it, it gets me going. I need, I need to start on the inside, and work my way out, and it gets me into rhythm. It gets me animated. It gets it just gets my head in the right spot. It's better for me." So LeBron like started working working him in the post, and he got a few shots in the post, and he started getting outside, and he hit those two three pointers. He he, just, he took two three pointers in the second half, and he hit both of them. I mean, their relationship in general, aside from that weird moment where I forget we talked about this last week, uh, where Bronson Love fell around week. him or over him was that this week, right? You know, and, and, you know, one of my one of our one of our our, our loyal non-cast fan listeners uh, who also happens to you know work for me. Um, Julian uh, McWilliams asked me, you know, about that. And I was like, yeah, I, LeBron gets in moods. He was in a bad mood that whole game. You know, he, he was, I mean, that was the, that was like the least shirts. bizarre behavior he did that night. That was the sleeve. Like those I know. Sleeve like he was a shirt like, you know, fucking hard. <laughs> uh, uh, so I think that's the least thing. I think he was irritated in general. I don't think that was anything specific to the kid in love, especially because like just everything else. Uh, speaks to the love affair he has for Kevin Love. Although I, it bears watching, it bears watching that like I don't think Love and and, and, and LeBron are natural friends. Clearly, they don't naturally mesh. And it's it's like a it's like a marriage you work at, Maddie. I guess it's all marriages, but you know that's the cliche people say. But like this this is one that I think they both had to work hard at. 
Um, but it looks like they're both committed to, to working at it. And they're workplace proximity it. associates. <laughs> or whatever. Maddie, are they, are they work husbands? You know, yeah. the concept, yeah, work no. wife, you know, work husband. No, they don't have that kind of relationship. This, that was no. a Ron Swansonism that I, that I don't think I quite got right from Parks and Rec. Uh, you know, I like to watch a lot of Parks and Rec, but I, uh, a lot of references to, to go over my head. What was the reference? Explain it. The, that, that always makes it That's better. how we referred to his relationship with, with Leslie Nope. Is, I think it was Workplace Proximity Associates. Work- Associates is <laughs> the wrong word, but Workplace Proximity something. That's good. That's good. That's they're, they're fun. I don't need them to be best buddies. They got a little handshake. No. Together. That's all I need. No, and they have fun. They have fun. Um, Patty, but, how, about, uh, uh, how yeah, about the no, kid? I, how about the kid who's not such a kid? Cunningham. I think. Yeah, he looks great. Uh, look, I mean, dismay and surprise by how many threes he took. Um, but, you know, they, they were within the offense. Still, it's like, that, it's like that, ooh, that's the kind of thing where, like, you know, we left certain guys in, in the playoffs out, like, on the three-point line saying, yeah, man, that's the rhythm of the, of the offense. Go ahead, take that shot. Yep. <laughs> Be my guest. Um, you know, if teams are smart, that's going to bite us in the ass. They just let us take that shot. I like um, how much he likes to take it to the hoop, though. Yeah, and finish. He's good at finishing. Um, I, you know, I, 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 look, he is a great 15th man. That is, that is a fun, fun 15th man to have. Uh, it looks oh, I think, he's, I think he's leapfrogged Harris. Clearly, Harris. Harris. Our 14th man. And- you're, right, you're right. You're right. Harris, Harris can't get any fucking court time. And over Sasha Khan, I think he's our 13th man. You're right. He's the 13th man. The 13th warrior, if you will. Um, yeah, no, never mind. I don't like that. I was, I was referencing a, 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 a Antonio Banderas movie, which is questionable. It was a Michael Crichton novel, wasn't it? It was a Michael Crichton novel. I, I almost said a Michael Crichton movie, but, you know, he wasn't in the movie. It was uh, Antonio Banderas. They made the movie, uh, it was questionable to begin with this reference that I made, but then just reminding me of that team that I hate. So it's getting even worse. I so Patty, that. before we, before we go to the kill list, any, any other um, Cavs players notes you want to talk about? Um, off the top of my head, uh, as you did this rundown, I did not, and didn't break through everything. Um, you know, uh, 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 TBS, uh, it still looks pretty good. Um, as loyal listeners know who TBS is, do you know, you know, TBS is right. What are you talking about? The black tall, scooter? tall black scooter. A tall black scooter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tall no, black he's, scooter. Been, he's been great still. Uh, has been fantastic. Uh, I, I, I've been uh, uh, pleased with him. It, his shot came back down to earth a little bit, but not like terribly. So he didn't go on a huge regression. He's still taking good shots. And when his shot wasn't, you know, making, you could see him like hesitating that shot a little bit. And you see that you see a little bit of hesitation that uh, Dallas fans uh, were concerned about. Um, but, um, you know, I, I saw our offense kind of stalled out a little bit this week. Uh, uh, you know, the passing stopping is crisp and, and the offense kind of stalled out, but it would come back, like kept working back towards it. And it would, and it comes through in the clutch and there's really clutch moments. And last night's game was sealed by a beautiful play that, uh, LeBron and Blatt worked out together. Blatt tried to give LeBron credit, uh, and LeBron eventually, uh, gave, I'm sorry, <laughs> LeBron tried to, give, tried to give Blatt credit at first, but Blatt gave all the credit to LeBron. He suggested in the timeout that um, if, you've, if you've seen the last play, it's basically like a button hook. Yeah. In, in football, right? Uh, Kevin Love makes a cut on the baseline to the outside and gets the guy to bite hard and just cuts, turns back. And the minute he cut, LeBron started passing the ball. 
Kevin Love got the ball free under the basket and put it in. It was, was a beautiful great. basket. And like that kind of like offense is just like, it just makes me so happy. I've missed that. We never had that really, honestly, with LeBron's first caps, right? We had yeah. a little, we had a little bit in the last year or two when, when Mike Brown had the offensive coordinator, but it was once in a while. It was like a few like, you know, yeah. convoluted Don plays. Keister. The, Don Keister, right? John Keister. And then it was like, it was like a few plays and then it was just, you know, isolation the rest of the night. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's nice seeing this being worked into like the fabric of the team, you know, even when they're playing in rhythm, when they're coming out of timeouts, like just nice plays. It's, 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 it's nice to see. Um, so I'm, I'm still very encouraged because the offense is so much more crisp and, and, and the defense can be fixed. Uh, we're going to have a reckoning at some point because this team is still, you know, rough around the edges. It still has this moping moment. Um, you know, it took a, a halftime speech from James Jones after the second Sixers game to get her acting together, we were down at the half to those fuckers. Um, and, you know, he gave that speech when we went off on a 17-point run, and we still had them back in the game at the end, you know. Oh, yeah, big time. So, so you know, we, we got our shit to work out, but I think a lot of that's having to do with the personnel, you know, not being all there and, you know. But that's one thing to watch out for, Matty. If I have a pessimistic note to leave on is, you know, we brought Mo Williams onto this team. I don't put all this on Mo. But, you know, Mo kind of encapsulates that attitude of he's resilient, but he can kind of get brittle and choke a little bit. Yep. Meaning, you know, you get a little swept up, you get a little too overconfident and cocky, and you get tight, and you don't play as well. And this team shows a little bit of that, you know. And we have our swagger, but we get tight. So, um, you know, and, and, you know, to get to our kill list soon, that is actually a, a trait of the, of the Golden State Warriors, that does happen. Um, I, you know, we saw it a couple of times in the season. We saw it uh, during the playoffs. Um, but they're so good that they can overcome. So um, I, we got we to gotta nip that shit in the bud. So well, that's something to keep an eye out for as the games go on this year. Yeah, especially against real competition. Which, mm-hmm. which we didn't really have too much of this week. All right, Patty, let's, let's keep moving. Because I think we've got less than, less than 30 minutes. And you, you were in a mood to gab tonight. Um, Kill list. <laughs> Wait, Maddie, am I, am, I ne- am I never in a mood to gab? I mean, is, is, is this, is this uh, an unusually heavy Tonight is not different. Gab night? I don't know. That's true. Um, Tonight is like all other nights. Patty, anybody this week flies uh, up on your list, I'm suspecting that somebody in particular made you a little angry because I had a long series of text messages with you about it. So did, uh, did a certain somebody make his way into your top five? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm making my list right now, um, but uh, by virtue of not having played Dwayne Wade this week, he's out of my top five. Mm. Um, Tell our list. James Harden also is James Harden is also out of my top five. So, so, so Dwayne Wade was number five last week. Yeah, James Harden was number four. They both fall out of my top five. Um, Harden, sorry, Wade because yeah, we didn't play him. Harden because um, he, I don't know. I just saw this one gif of him being a total dick, and it made me laugh. So I took him out of my five. Okay, uh, you also aren't playing him. Basically, somebody asked him like you know about his early struggles in the year, and has he kind of like you know uh, uh, put that one of those kind of questions about like you know what what did you do to get yourself like you know back in the game, something like a question that, that, that forces a player to acknowledge he was sucking earlier. 
right? It was one of those like kind of like underhanded shitty shitty questions, right? And all James Harden did because he just gave this long eye roll towards the reporter, leaned in towards him, and then just turned and walked away. <laughs> like that was it. That was his answer to the question. <laughs> it's like one of those like I- I'm not even mad. That's 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 so spectacularly inappropriate. And it makes for a great gift, by the way. So uh, that dropped so, him out of your, that dropped him out of your top five. Yeah. He was being such a dick that he actually dropped out of my top five. So uh, one guy who made it in, Maddie, is uh, our old friend, uh, Kelly Olnick. Oh, really? Yes. Kelly Olnick, was, he's been playing well this year. He's hitting a lot of three. Everyone's so excited about how amazing he's going to be this year. Because, he, know, is he not uncoordinated anymore? Did that- he's, not, he's not uncoordinated anymore. Apparently, you know, that, that shocking experience where he accidentally yanked Kevin Love's arm out of his socket. Uh, uh, after being told to play dirty, uh, uh, I'm sorry, physical, physical, uh, by boy genius Brent Stevens. Uh, Kelly Olick apparently uh, is hitting threes and playing really well. Uh, and somebody was saying to him, like, you know, was, you know, you know, teams are like saying are trying to leave you open, and he made some cocky comment about, I hope they keep leaving me open. Just uh, the fact that I, the fact that he popped up on my radar at all in any way, shape, and form. Mm. As, as a good player, just automatically bumps into the top five. I fucking hate that guy, and I want him. He might be I, number one for me now. I, I want him. I want him to get hurt so fucking bad, or at least to be like just just embarrassing the dunk, just so fucking bad, just fucking hippie. Uh, <laughs> so he's number five. Um, Chris Paul falls back to number four only because I don't know. I, he hadn't been anything that really pissed me off. They lost. I wanted them to win. Um, I, yeah, not doing anything really to, to get out of the top five. But I just he stays in the top five because he is just a, truly a son of a bitch. Oh, yeah, he really is. He's, He's such a, a son, son of a bitch. bitch in the league, just, I, I mean, I got to take Paul Pierce out of, out, of, out of the running for this slot. Like, you know, yeah. I, have a, I have a slot for certain players. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 all, it's all Chris Paul now. Uh, uh, Paul Pierce needs to get out of there. Um, however, there is one team that does have two guys still in my top, uh, have their own slot. So Steph Curry is now in my top three. Yes. Um, thank you. It's about time. Jesus fucking Christ. This past fucking week. Can we, can we fucking stop? He hit one of nine, three points the other night. Oh, Hey Maddie, if that one game goes the rest of the year, he's going to have the worst three point shooting season of anyone of all time. Did you know that? That's true. It's amazing. Because everything I was reading before that game was that he was going to hit 603 pointers. Uh, yeah, you know, whatever. Like, Steph Curry hot is hotter than anyone on the fucking planet. That, 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 that I will give him. He's terrifying. It makes no sense. It's almost like not even fun to watch basketball. It's like, it's like, it's like NBA Jam ridiculousness. There's no strategy. There's no uh, uh, X and O's. It's just he's going to hit shit, and you're fucked. Like that, that kind of – Sucks in a way, you know. I mean, I get that. I get how it's exciting for, for any non, uh, 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 you know, team fan. Like, if you're just a fan of basketball, it's exciting, right? From the randomness, um, it's exciting in the, in terms of like you know March Madness basketball. But from like a you you, you root for a team to do well, it fucking sucks. <laughs> Unless you're a Warriors fan. Um, Patty, can I say tell you something that's going to yes, make you please. Yes, yes, tell me. There's a meme that I saw going around out here that was uh, – so the Warriors have a 
and, the, and their fans have a huge chip on their shoulder about their they got lucky stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, particularly around all the injuries that happened, not just with the Cavs, but all the other Mike Conley and Patrick Beverly and whoever else. Yeah. Um, Drew Holiday. And uh, so there's a meme going around that says, uh, missing our starting center and coach, but still beat the Rockets and Grizzlies this week. But I'm just like, and then they have a picture of Steph Curry uh, drinking two different drinks from two different straws in his mouth. Like, but don't ask me. And sort, well, of, look, and sort of looking away. It's the sipping tea thing. It's yes, the, very, very yeah. much like that. Like that Kermit yeah. sipping tea thing that's yeah. going on. Yes. Yeah. Infuriating. Um, I can't put that on Steph Curry. That's on Warriors fans, just Dubs fans being just... missing, missing our starting center who, uh, we had to bench last year cause he's so terrible. I just going to start, that's going to start a new meme for me. Like when, when, when Cunningham is injured or it was a DMP coach's decision, I'd be like, Hey, missing, missing, missing Cunningham. Yeah. But I'm like, assholes. All right. So, so um, Steph Curry three for you. He's three for me. You know, it just also strikes the fact that, like, I remember watching. I was checking on the, on the score of the Clippers uh, Warriors game. The Clippers were down by like five. That's it. It was a close game. I kid you not. All six of the fucking highlights of that game were Steph Curry jizz. Like, just blow my love on the screen. It's just fucking Steph oh, Curry pop all of the goddamn bad. screen. Which is like. Dude, the Clippers are playing a fucking good game. Could you fucking get your ass like get Steph Curry's dick out of your goddamn mouth? Yeah. And and and, and I don't know. Just, uh, God damn it. Draymond Green's still number two because it's fuck him. And Mike Dunleavy, I, he's, it's gonna take a lot to get him on number one. He's just uh, he still hasn't played. He's still um, just just a menace to society and gets away with because he's white. So he gets number one. You, Matty. I think my top five is the same of uh, Olenek, Dunleavy, Curry, Noah, and Green. I think Olenek Ooh, is – Agreement, uh, Maddie. Agreement, Maddie. We're, we're in agreement on our top five, I think, for the first time, no? No, I've got Noah in there, and you got Paul. Oh, shit. Never mind. Sorry. Um, Olenek ah. up a little, Curry up a little, Noah down, and Dunleavy down just because the Bulls aren't so good, and I haven't had to see them. Mm-hmm. My list is not going to change until we lose a game and somebody does something that makes me mad. Honestly, that's what's going to have to. That, that's what it'll. That's when it'll start to move for me. That, that's how Seth Curry got on my list. Yeah. Um. All right. So that's a kill list. Let's uh, run quickly through the teams we saw this week. Impressions of the Sixers. You know what? I the Sixers are a team that. How do I put this? Like. I, they scare me three, two years from now. Does, yeah. that, does that make sense? They're, they're terrifying two years from now. Like they, they get like one or two pieces and they are a terrifying team because of, I mean, even last year when they just had Noel, right? They, uh, you know, the, the, their speed and athleticism. They, I remember the Cavs would have these couple of plays, right? Great series of passes. And, you know, perfect basketball. We get the ball out of the hoop for a bunny. And those guys close from like six feet out to like block the shot or alter the shot. And I was just like, Jesus, what do you do about that? Right? Yeah. Um, so, and now they got a Kafer who, you know, who isn't really a, a plus on defense at all. So there's no real change there, but he's just a beast on the offensive end. Like, and a nice compliment with uh, Noel. Too. Noel. Yeah. Noel can clean him, can clean up after him, watch after him. And like, you know, I, I don't know how they, how they work in, uh, uh, <laughs> Fuck, who's their Embiid. third? Embiid. Third, Embiid. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know how. To, I don't really know how wish to... they'd taken a, a wing. Yeah, you know, but, like, but I can't I, remember who was in that. Who they could have had. I'll look it I, up while we're chatting. I get what they were doing. You know, they didn't oh, know I do too. They, I do. They, they didn't know they were going to get Oka for the next year, but it's just exactly, exactly. And they can trade if 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 MB comes back and is actually a real player. Like they can trade, you know, any one of those three for you know just how how it suits them, right? Yeah. So. So, but you know, that's the point. If, they, if, they, if those three are all, all as good as they were projected, holy shit, they can trade those guys for a fucking great player. Yeah. And one fucking great wing makes that team super scary. Yeah. Like, it's super scary, you know, meaning like you just know what their potential is. But I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, in the same way that Milwaukee scares me because of their, their, their freakish length, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we haven't played them yet. We haven't seen them. Um, and they've been up and down a little bit this year. But, um, th- those teams with length and speed are like game changes in the way that the Warriors have sort of been game changers, right? In terms of what you expect is a good team. Yeah. So you know, I don't, I don't know they're going to be great, but you know, they, they're good enough that they scare me. Those pieces, um, they play hard too. You got to give that. Oh to yeah. the coach, man. He's a good coach for a team that's losing like that. He's got a terrible record in his career, mm-hmm. but they they get after it. All I, the, all those guys. I mean, part of it, I think, is that they're just sort of auditioning guys for careers in some mm-hmm. ways, and so guys mm-hmm. are re- super motivated to do that. Yep. Um, but it's impressive. Isaiah Cannon was impressive in that game. They were missing Covington and Kendall Marshall and uh, mm-hmm. Tony Roten too. Who are? Oh, that's right. That's right. I mean, uh, I was just Pat. I was just looking at it. They they didn't have great options outside of Embiid there. I mean, they could have taken the next handful of guys after that were Aaron Gordon, Dante Exum, Marcus Smart, Julius Randle. I think Exum would, or Smart would have been the pick there. I would have had a tough time doing that over Embiid. They could have, yeah. would have traded down or something. I mean, I mean Julius I, Randle. I think this is just in retrospect. It would be great for them to have a solid wing. Yeah, know, it just, point guard you know, that pick, but so it, it, it would have been great for them to get a number one pick one of these years. <laughs> no, 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 that's true too. They're getting screwed. so they they gotten screwed in the math and sorry the math the, on 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 the on the the ping pong balls in the way that the Cavs um, uh, less said about it, the better, Matt. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the only look the Cavs team ever have is with ping pong balls. The actual games, right? Um, um, all right. So what uh, Knicks? Any thoughts? Eh, I mean, look, the Knicks are better. I'm, I'm really impressed. Um, they were awful last year. Yeah, they are. They are. I, I, I included them in the stink on ice category in the rundown. That's not fair. They're not that bad. Well, I don't know. They're pretty bad. They're but not they, good. They shouldn't make the playoffs. But they're not. All they're, right. They're a they're a, a real NBA team. I guess I don't know the the technical definition of stink on ice. Uh, uh, they're pretty they're pretty stinky. So, uh, but they are way better than last year. If you're comparing them relative relatively to last year, they're a good team. And that's not just because. Uh, uh, Carmelo is is healthy, um, but even when Carmelo was healthy last year, they were just they just stunk. Yeah. Um, but with Porzingis, uh, and, you know the other guys they've added in the offseason, uh, Robin Lopez and Kyle uh, Quinn, like they had a pretty decent front court there. Um, they had some good uh, uh, guards. You know, Calderon's still starting, but there's two guys that are probably better than him, um, who are going to start eventually. Uh, you know, that's, that's a good, decent growing team that hopefully they'll add pieces before Carmelo is worthless. Uh, <laughs> he's only got right. about four or five more years, just like LeBron does, you know? So no, I was, I was impressed with Porzingis in that game. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. That nasty putback dunk. Yeah. That was, I think that one was, uh, actually love's fault. Love didn't put a body on him. 
No, that's true. That's true. But, but like still. he's he's a big enough guy that can pull that shit off. And I mean, like I, I, I I'm bummed that I, I could have picked up Porzingis in the in our fantasy draft and uh, let I let Dave get him. I was I was too enamored with D'Angelo uh, uh, Russell, but uh, which is you know bite me in the ass right now. But we'll see. Um, um yeah, and so Indiana. That's the other team. Yes. Right? What, what, are your, what are your thoughts on Indiana? We talked a little bit about them earlier, but what's your, what what are your final thoughts on them? So Paul George after the game said, "I think we match well up match up well against this team, being the Cavs, and this team doesn't really scare us." Mm-hmm. Um. Pacers, I guess, don't scare me, but they give us a hard time. They gave us a hard time last year mm-hmm. as a well-coached squad. Damn cool um, coached, yeah. You know, they were missing some pieces in that game. These are not names that, that put fear into you, but Rodney Stuckey and C.J. Miles are a big part of what they do. And they weren't playing. And they weren't playing. Um, they gave us all we could handle in that game and then some. Mm-hmm. Paul George is awesome. Jesus. I love Terrifying. So good. Um, now, now, if I if if I can give one little uh, uh, note to tamp the brakes on Paul George, I mean, most of the damage he did in that game, right, were a little. I mean, a lot of them were good were were, were good position shots, but he had a lot of long twos, right? Like oh, not twenty yeah. two, not twenty footers or whatever, like the you know, but like you know, like LeBron, that's not going to be there every night. That's not a series long solution. No, so, but so, so, so that, that's, that's a nice piece to have in your in your arsenal to get people oh. to come play on you when you can fly oh, by yeah. them and crush at the rim. Oh, oh, hell yeah! Um, but I, I would say that they did have a lot of shots. Like they were they were hitting those shots like crazy. Yeah. Um. So so there is that little little note to add uh, before we get too concerned about it. But no, they, they scare me mostly because of how they bullied us um, uh, under the rim uh, on on. On defense, when we were on defense, they bullied us into the rim, and I, I I didn't look at the numbers, but I'm pretty sure the rebounds were pretty close to even. They right? were they were almost exactly even, actually, really, yeah, very very close. And before the game, I, you know, I, at least the you know Fox Sports guys were saying how you know uh, uh, we should be winning the rebound battle with these guys. Now I mean, you put Mahimi is a big dude, uh, you know, uh, uh, who are the other guys? Uh, not Jordan Hill, but Jordan Hill, but who else was it? Who's the, who's the third guy? Miles Turner. Miles Turner. Yeah, those guys are like kind of, you know, strange, you know, fast, big guys, right, that can get those rebounds the way we have Tristan Thompson. But still, you, you would think that we'd be able to out-rebound that team with Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, and Moskov. Um, and, we, and, you know, it was an even battle. So that's, that's a concerning point for me because yeah. that's, a, that's a big part of our game was having those rebounds. I don't think we play them again till February or something. I'm, I'll be very interested to watch those games the rest of the year. And I will say right now, I think they make the playoffs, and I do oh, not. I for do not, sure. I do not want to play them. No, I, think I was. We gonna... will beat them. I mean, I think we'd beat anybody in the East. I think we'd mm-hmm. beat them, but they would. Uh, they'd give us a hard time. Uh, I'll go one step further and say they're battling for the five four seed for sure. Ooh, you think they're ahead of the Celtics, Pat? I think, might seed? I think it might be. Those idiots in the preseason who were saying that. I, mean, I haven't watched something for this year, so 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 maybe I'm being premature. Um, but um, I don't know. Celtics don't have anyone like Paul George. No, not even close. So I, I they're think, gonna they're gonna have a hard time making the playoffs this year. Is my prediction the Celtics? I I, I, I that's my preseason prediction. I haven't watched them this year, so I don't know if they're that much better. But uh, uh, I think they'll be. I think the Celtics should be seven eight seed. 
at best six. Um, but I really don't see the Raptors and the Wizards and the Pistons beating out the Pacers. Pistons look great, by the way. Pistons have been good. I haven't gotten to see them play yet, so I can't. I guess I can't say they look good. But what I've seen. I've really watched little bits and pieces uh, for fantasy, but like they look good. And Drummond looks like terrifying. Yes, terrifying. He got the ball like I don't know, like seven feet from the post. Took one dribble and just like knifed the paint like there was no one there and just violently dunked the ball. It was it was terrifying. You think it was a mistake taking Deion Waiters over him? It, Matt, I don't want to jump to conclusions here. Dean Waiters, <laughs> Dean Waiters, I'm told, could be the next Dwayne Wade. So, I mean, that's true. Want, unless you want to pass it to Dwayne Wade for, you know, this guy who might be, you know, better than, you know, uh, uh, Dwight Howard ever was. You know, sure, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, fuck. All right, Patty. Let's, uh, let's, let's kick it to the home stretch. So, let's do it. Let's do it. I had one note on handshake analysis, which was that I caught a awesome James Jones handshake after he hit a big three in the first Sixers game. Yeah. Which was a version of the shocker. I think we all know, <laughs> know, we all know that. Without the thumb, interlocked. <laughs> interlocked around the ring finger. It was quite with, impressive. Who did he do it with? Kevin Love. That's, that's us, right? One one to watch, Patty. <laughs> one to watch for sure. I, I'm I'm gonna look forward to that one. That one's a uh, that that one sounds special. Yeah. Uh, All right. So so predictions, predictions predictions for this week. We've got three games: uh, home against Utah on Tuesday, and then back to back on the road. Another back to back road series for us. A little cruel, but mm-hmm. you know, oh, whatever. Uh, Friday in in New York, Patty against the Knicks. You going to that game? Ooh. Oh no, you have two small children. And yes. then Saturday uh, in Milwaukee. Hmm. So what do you think they do? Let's see here. This is rough. I'm going to stick with our pessimistic uh, 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 outlook and say one and two. One and two. Whew. Get some of the starch taken out of them, huh? You know what? Uh, you know, we, we, two and one is certainly possible. I would be shocked if we go three and zero. Put it that way. Okay. Two one, two one. I think is 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 the is the ceiling. I mean, look, I mean, look of course we can win all three. That's the caps. Um, but Utah is fucking hot. Yeah. That defense, that defense is a beast. Favors and um, Gobert, man. It looks great. Front line. Exactly. Um, Utah's come off a huge rest. They've got, they're very well rested. So maybe that works in our favor. Maybe it doesn't. Um, but that's a dangerous game. Um, one, two. You know, you never know about the. I think Knicks is the one that we're definitely going to win. Um. And Milwaukee will be an interesting test. Milwaukee, yeah, that's the one I'm nervous about. That's why I'm like, we could definitely go one and two. You know, what? I'll change it to two and one. I think that's I think it's most likely outcome. I want I wanted to veer on the on the side of pessimism, pessimism just because it was working for us so far. Um, but no, I think two and one is most likely. But there's a real chance we go one and two. Yeah. Um, I think Utah and Milwaukee are both dangerous teams, and if we are not sharp, the shots not falling. We're in trouble, but honestly, especially Milwaukee after a night in New York. Exactly, and the thing is, though, but I will say in our favor, I don't think we're this bad of a three-point shooting team. No, I think that's going to come around. We're going to have a get go through a, a hotter stretch here. Some, exactly. So, so that's going to carry us through some other kind of you know hiccups. I think. Yeah. I'd love to see them come out strong and and put it to the Jazz tomorrow night. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I agree that's not a given. I'd love to see that. Get up for some better competition. And, uh, oh, yeah. I would love to see that. I'd love to see us just – See what we do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go – I'm going to agree with you, Pat. I'm going to go two and one. Okay. Um, okay. So last uh, – our last little bit are, are most likely to – last week we said who's most likely to get a T. There were no T's. No T's. Um, similarly, our other question. You know what? You know what, though? You know what, though? It's kind of an asterisk because uh, 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 J.R. Smith didn't play. That's true. That helps. <laughs> as well as with the there was no physical skirmishes, there was no J.R. Smith. Um, exactly. Most likely to be an Instagram hero? I don't know that anybody stuck out for me this week. You? I didn't see anything, you know? No, nah, Mo was doing his usual weird stuff, but nothing interesting. You know what, actually? Uh, oh, God, if I can remember this. Um, oh, fuck. I can remember this. I, I might nominate uh, – it's not really a Cav. It's a former Cav. But Booby Gibson had some kind of a tweet. It's something along the lines of um, chicken wings are proof that Jesus exists. Whoa. That Jesus is real. I'm pretty sure he tweeted that. And I almost retweeted it, but I, I didn't for some reason, just because I, I was like, oh, do I need to explain the tweet? Do I... <laughs> oh, but I should have uh, retweeted it. I'm, I'm going to go grab it now after this, that's the podcast and retweet that. Right. Uh, so, 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 Booby Gibson. Uh, surprise, 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 Instagram hero, yes. Um, most our, assists. Our most assists category, Patty, you won this one. I, I, I chose Delhi. You picked mm-hmm. LeBron. Um, LeBron got it. 31 from LeBron this week, helped by a big 13. Uh, mm. against the Sixers in the second Sixers, game. Sixers, that's right, that's right. That's where you're almost there. Um, Delhi so. at 26 and then Mo with 24, I think. Um, nice assist totals there from Delhi, by the way. Six plus a game out of your back. crushing it. He, he had one really bad game where he came back down to earth, but he bounced he right one back. one assist in one game. I think In that same game where Bron had 13, I'm pretty sure. The- yeah, and he had, a couple, he had a couple of really bad moments. But um, how I, I love that the Delhi TT lob is still happening almost every game. It's like once a game. It's like it's, it's like old faithful. Did you, did you figure out a nickname for it, Pat? That was your assignment for this week. I, I I forgot. I have my dog. Dog. I I have I don't I don't have a dog. I have a, I have a new son. He, he pooped on on my idea, and uh, I forgot it. So. That's that. Well, well, let's keep working on it. I haven't That's seen it. anything great for it out there yet. Nah, no, no, no. I, 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 we got to work on that though. But it, Old Faithful might be a guide though, because it is sort of like like clockwork a little bit. Yeah. It's one of those things you look for every game for it to happen at least once, and then you'd be like, hey, there it happens. So, like, I think that that might be where we can kind of work with this um patty do you have let's just do these off the cuff and we'll just do one each what's your what's your most likely to what do you want to nominate uh not nominate Uh, next week most likely to i'll I'll propose something to you and you and you pick the player should do like that we'll each pick pick one and we'll each do our predictions we'll just do one each all right next uh most likely to surprise with a handshake oh the new handshake oh that's good i am gonna say um I'm going to say Mr. Jared Cunningham. Mm, Starting to feel it. Getting taken under LeBron's wing a little bit. Good choice. Starting to have some moments. He could get Mm -hmm. some run this week. I haven't seen if JR is expected back yet or not. Um, Mm -hmm. I got to imagine JR is going to show up for that Knicks game. Mm -hmm. So they might, uh, Tuesday night might be the time. I'm going to go Cunningham. What about you? Um, I was thinking about this while you were answering. There's so many that are obvious. We already ha- have some good ones for them. Um, 
JR would be very unlikely. And not JR, sorry. Uh, 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 TBS, Tallback Scooter. Yes. Uh, versus Jefferson, RJ would be uh, un- unlikely to have any kind of uh, uh, hand things. I don't know Verizhou, because Verizhou didn't have a good one the last time LeBron came off. I've never actually seen him do one. Oh, yeah. I, I, Cunningham, you have a right call. I would, I would put Cunningham too, but because I don't want to pick the same guy, I'm going to say Verizhou, because last time I went through, LeBron like kind of like didn't see anything. It was too late, and he just gave him like a big like you know tap in the chest, like hey buddy, you know like love you all yeah. that stuff, and didn't, didn't have a chance to get into it. Uh, I, I want to see Verizhou get into it with somebody. So so I'm going to say Verizhou, and all not right. the nut tap that he got from Kyrie in the playoffs last. Oh, <laughs> that was the fucking best. That was so so perfect. That little nut tap. Uh, <laughs> all right, Teddy, my question. I'm going to say who leads the team in three pointers made. Over these three games, not percentage, but three pointers made. Uh, I'm going to say Kevin Love because he's been missing a lot of them. Mm. And I think he's going to start feeling it next week, and he's just going to he's going to go off one night, and get like six three pointers, and that's going to that's going to help him. That's what I'm going to say. Ooh, I like that. I'd love to see that. Um. God, part of me wants to pick Jr. to say that he's going to come back in New York and just go bonkers and have mm-hmm. like a nine three pointer game. Yep. Uh, and, and so screw it, I'm going to say Jr. Smith to nice. come back and go, to go bonkers nice. in New York. Nice. Good call. Uh, my, my wild card would be Mo Williams. Just, he's always he's always yes. Mo was the other one I was thinking about. Yep. He's been yep. a little a little cold, although he was actually shooting extremely well before the last last game. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Um. All right, Patty. So one last thing for me before the wrap. Uh, you might have seen this on Twitter today. Dave McMiniman revealed to me anyway that there is a new Uncle Drew commercial that is debuting, I think, November 12th. What? Not how, November 12th. How? That's this. Uh, November 22nd, maybe. This is, this is, this is mind-blowing, Maddie. This is, this is huge news. Um, um, wait, no, no. I, was it November 12th? And that they're playing, <laughs> playing the Knicks – yeah, this is actually the more I that's talk Thursday. about the craziest, the crazier it sounds. That's Thursday. He was suggesting perhaps that Kyrie will come back because of that. That seems crazy now that I say it out loud. That's Kyrie's crazy, not crazy. Back two this week. Two. What the fuck, Manny? What, what, when did he shoot this motherfucker? Right. Was he out like, on a court this? Not in the middle of the middle of the last season. I'll be so mad if he's doing a fucking Pepsi commercial. One of the things I'm upset about, you know, one of many things, but like low down, like five, six, seventh on the list of things I'm upset about with the kneecap injury was like, oh, fuck, why can't any Uncle Drew commercials this off this summer? <laughs> I assume that was out of the cards. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe they'll have him on. A, maybe they'll have him like coaching and on crutches on the sideline or something. Oh, that that you know you know what that makes sense. That makes sense to to play off his injury. Right. Part of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, and to show how he can, uh, you know, teach his young bloods and get new, you know, he'll be a hell of the makeup and he'll get uh, some new young bloods in there. That'd be good. Um, that Who do you think going to join him? Is, is Kevin Love going to be in it? I think Kevin Love's got to be in it for sure. Um, they got to bring West back. Robinson still in it? Ooh, that could be, that could be tricky given the I fact that he's on basketball. The, the women's player that they had in it last time. They got to add somebody new. Yeah, they got somebody new, but they got to be Kevin Love back because now they're on the same team. There's the, yeah. that camaraderie, so that's yeah. got to be in there. Um, but this guy who's new, who, who would it be? Pepsi. Who, who doesn't have a soft drink sponsor yet? I mean, most of these guys. I don't know. I don't know that any like 
you could pick somebody and they'd probably be okay. It's not Russ. It's not Russell Westbrook. He's got a Sprite deal. Uh, that's tr- that's true. Um, hmm. Sprite's owned by no, no, no. They're not. No, sorry. Sprite's owned by Coke. Um, Wiggins. Is it too early for a Wiggins commercial? Ooh, Wiggins would be nice. It's a great call, actually. I haven't seen him in anything. No, he's really athletic, and so he could go crazy. Right? He looked um, crazy. The old man, too. He's so skinny. Oh, yeah. Old skinny. He's already got the crazy hair. Yeah. Man, that'd be like fun. The, I, I, the Wiggins call is really good. Wiggins call is really good. Uh, uh, we haven't had a big man. Like, well, I guess, I guess Kevin Love's the one big man. Right. And I guess the reason why not Wiggins is that he probably wants to carry his own stuff. So you got sort of got to get those next level guys that are. How about Carl Anthony Towns? Tat. I don't think he's enough of a name yet. Yeah, he might be the under the radar guy, you know? Well, like, like Nate Robinson uh, is, yeah. is a big name. Yeah, that's. Um, and he's got that freak athleticism, you know, getting there. Mm. Well, I, I look forward to it. This, like is, this is exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. I, 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 this is great breaking news, Maddie. Yeah. Uh, enjoy. All righty. Well, it's, it's 11.29, Maddie. We're just one minute under the. Under the, uh, the, the cap here uh so i i say that that's it for the Cleveland sports hour uh I think so. we will be back next week uh with hopefully more Cavs news than brass news um when, when is the buy again maddie god how... week after this brown god. steelers this week oh i think the monday night game brown steelers oh god damn it all right so one more week of this shit and then we get a bye week and then we can kind of sort of ignore them for a while right yeah we'll do a countdown to the number one pick all that kind of stuff i think yeah yeah exactly all right, until next time, this is Maddie and Patty saying friendship. Not bad. All right.